daylight saving time. Known for, wait, is it really said like that? Famous for, same question. Nobody thinks much about it, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why daylight saving time is secretly incredibly fascinating. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. Two wonderful returning guests this week, Anna Hosnier and Shireen Lani Yunus, are back on the show. They co-host their own fantastic podcast. It's called Ethnically Ambiguous. It's over on iHeartRadio. And it's a podcast about being Middle Eastern and about being immigrants in America. And it's got like a huge range of guests, people with that experience and people with experiences beyond it. And these two folks are many other things, too. Anna is a super producer and frequent guest on shows like The Daily Zeitgeist and Will You Accept This Rose? And then Shireen is a writer and a filmmaker and lots more things. I am thrilled they added this in, too. Really great. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Canarsie and Lenape peoples. Acknowledge Anna recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielina Wartongva and Keech and Chumash peoples. Acknowledge Shireen recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielina Wartongva and Keech and Chumash and Fernandeño Tadaviam peoples. And acknowledge that in all our locations, native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about daylight saving time, which is probably better known as daylight savings time, and we're going to call it that a lot. Also, if you're in Europe, this might be known to you as summertime, either as British summertime or Central European summertime or another name like that. The general thing we're talking about here is a seasonal shifting of the clock. It's usually by one hour, twice a year, and it's in some countries, but not all countries. I think it's a perfect topic for this show. I also think these are the perfect guests because Anna and Shireen were on the previous episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating about time zones. As we made that, we realized there's there's like a whole separate podcast just about daylight saving time, which I keep wanting to call daylight savings time. Doesn't matter. So I'm thrilled we could kind of bring this full circle. Also, you totally don't need to hear the Time Zones episode to, like, understand this one or whatever. You've experienced the concept, so you're all set. And also, they stand on their own. It's it's just fun that it could happen. And that's all you need to know. So please sit back or check your hemisphere before changing your clock. Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Anna Hosnier and Shireen Lani Yunus. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Anna, Shireen, so good to, to have you back. And of course, I always start by asking guests their relationship to the topic or opinion of it. We also kind of talked about this topic a lot when we taped before, but, but either way, how do you guys feel about daylight saving time? Well, first of all, thanks, Alex, for having us back. Yes, thank you. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, what I did mention right before we started recording is that I think daylight savings time is stupid. 
and I don't understand why we still have it. I think it's archaic and dumb, and not everyone adheres to it, so it makes it confusing. But I also left open the opportunity that maybe you'd convince me otherwise. So that's how, that's where I stand on daylight savings as of now. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I uh, I don't have a lot of thoughts about it, honestly. I've never thought too much about it. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I guess the I most critical thinking I'll do. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I just think of it as kind of like a thing we do. I don't fully understand. I know it has something to do with farmers having to rise, but I don't even know yeah. if that's just a myth that's been perpetuated. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't like the idea of losing an hour of sleep. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And that's as far as my yeah. opinion on yeah. the matter goes. I just hate being told what to do and how to think about time in the day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I, I don't like being tossed around like that. And right. I, like, I, I've also heard the farming thing and I appreciate that. But we got to just stop playing God here. You know, we can't control time. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> when we will, uh, we'll get into why it's a thing later. And I, I think I had heard farming being an element of it. But as far mm -hmm. as I know, farmers mostly don't like it, and it's not really the cause of it. Oh. But, but either way, I, yeah, I, I think I definitely took daylight savings as it's, it's almost like a government obligation. It's like, like the DMV mm. or taxes or something. Like it's, it's just something we have to do. And yeah. even if it's a good idea, it bugs me. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, especially now with technology, like before we had to do it ourselves, right? But now if you have an iPhone, right. it does it automatically. You have no choice, you know? It's, you can't even, you can't even go against the grain because the, your time <laughs> is set already. I do. I, and I find it super frustrating still having to change the oven clock. Mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, oven. Why aren't you yeah. wired yet? Why aren't yeah. you from microwave, Apple? Microwave, microwave. <laughs> Sometimes your car, if it's uh, not fancy. But yeah, but yeah, I know. I think uh, those those feelings about it make sense. And yeah, I, I I can just pre say that I came out of researching this not being way more or less excited about it being a practice. Like I'm not I'm not like super on board with it now or something. I, You're I find still it mostly indifferent. Annoying. Yeah, You're yeah. still indifferent. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. But it's also very interesting. So there you go. And I think uh, I think from here we got we got a bunch of stuff. Let's get straight into the set of stuff about daylight saving time. And on every episode, our first fascinating thing about the topic is a quick set of fascinating numbers and statistics. And this is in a segment called "I Can Show You the Stats, <laughs> Data Cipher and Numbers, Probability Wonders on a Graph of Plotted Lines, A Whole New Stats." <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and that name was submitted by Arthur F. Padua. Thank you, Arthur. Have a new name for this every week. Please make them as silly and wacky and bad as possible. Submit to SipPod on Twitter or to SipPod at gmail.com. There's only a few numbers, but the first one is two. And two is the number of like accepted names grammatically for daylight saving time, according to dictionary.com. There's a lot of other sources with other beliefs about it, but they say that the the practice of advancing the clocks ahead an hour is called daylight saving time. Oh. But because daylight savings time is used so frequently, that term is also considered acceptable. So a plural and non-plural is both? Is that that's what you're saying? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
I think I've pretty much always called it daylight savings time. Yeah, same. But it turns out it's daylight saving time. And it also turns out in uh, in Europe in particular, they call it summertime. Uh, and there's <laughs> other things other people in the world call it. Like in the UK, they call it British summertime when they do daylight huh. saving time. Interesting. That just sounds so normal. Like just like, oh, it's winter. Oh, no, it's summertime. But it means something else. Never mind. I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> rambling. But saving rather than savings does make technically more sense, you know? Like you're saving, you're savings. Like savings is like money. Yeah, right. We messed that one up. <laughs> <laughs> right. We are like trying to keep and use daylight, but we, I guess we're not like putting it in an account or, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> or checking yeah, exactly. the interest rate or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So daylight saving time is officially what it's called. There's also some people who say that there should be a hyphen between daylight and saving. Hmm. Um, the AP style book says you don't hyphenate it. But Minion Fogarty, who hosts the podcast Grammar Girl, says she prefers a hyphen because then it makes daylight saving a compound modifier that is modifying the word time. I know that's all just grammar stuff, but there are a lot mm-hmm. of ways to write and spell and say this thing that I always mm-hmm. just said uh, kind of wrong before. I, I don't even understand. Daylight... Daylight saving time. That's how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Not daylight savings time? It turns out. Yeah, I don't know if it's an (laughs) American thing in particular or something, but I always called it like daylight savings time. Yeah. I've never never heard the opposite. That's the thing. I think maybe everyone else said it like we did. And like you said, like it just became acceptable. But yeah, there's some that's interesting. There's something dark going on here, and I don't trust it. I'm sorry. What do you mean, daylight saving time? <laughs> okay, I guess I'll take your word for it, Alex. What is this? Shireen? What is this podcast we're doing? <laughs> I, don't I don't know what's going. I just was like, yeah. I don't know why. Like that's the thing that really shakes me. I'm like, wait, what? There's no S at the end of that. It's like the Berenstein Bears. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenon. What is yeah, it? Like, yeah. You know, the it's Mandela like, where, what I'm planet like... have I been on? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember. Now, you know, when you think about a word so hard that you're like, okay, now it just sounds foreign yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like a strange series of sounds. Yeah. 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 Who knows what it is? Yeah. But yeah, but that's so we'll we'll probably keep calling it daylight savings time as we go. But it's officially daylight saving time. It's it's well, days where you save daylight. And uh the the next number here is a date. It is Sunday, September 26th of 2021. Uh, Sunday, September 26th is when New Zealand did its annual switch for daylight saving time. And timeanddate.com says that on that day, New Zealand turned their clocks forward. And that gets us into a basic thing with daylight savings time where it's different in the northern and southern hemispheres because the the seasons are flipped there, and that means that the daylight saving time switch is flipped there. Yeah, you lost me already. It's like <laughs> five minutes into this podcast. <laughs> but why? It's, like, why? Uh, is it because of where it is on the planet? Like, does it make sense that way for them, for us? Yeah, The uh, it turns out the whole purpose of daylight saving is to take a society that is clock-driven. So this is all like industrial revolution and on kind of thing. To take a clock-driven society and make more of the stuff we do happen during daylight. Mm-hmm. Like make more uh, of the main part of the day happen during daylight by moving the clock. 
And yeah. because days are longer in the summer, shorter in the winter, that means since the seasons flip with the hemispheres, the the daylight saving flips with the hemispheres, mm-hmm. which is confusing. <laughs> but so if you're in yeah. the, the southern hemisphere, you're doing it on the reverse of our schedule here in the north. Hmm. That's interesting. I like that phrase, clock-driven society. I've never heard that. Like you're you're trying to make a clock-driven society, which we are very clock-driven, uh, yeah. versus to, to, into a sun-driven society. You have to adhere to the sun. Go back to our roots before we made clocks. Wow, it's deep. Huh. Yeah, this this whole daylight saving thing only exists because we started being based on clocks. Like before that, mm-hmm. just the sun shifted around, and so did people, and that, that was it. Wow. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this whole conversation is so above my head. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I've literally never, ever thought critically about regions like this and like how the sun works. Because like, I will say I was recently in mountain time and um, that was huge for me to really, uh, I finally, I felt like I understood mountain time for the first time in my life because as a child, I, I have spent a lot of time in Utah and as a child, I'd get very frustrated because like I'd have to go spend long periods of time there and I would always miss the starts of my TV shows that I wanted to watch because I couldn't totally. figure it out. Mm-hmm. And my parents, you know, of course are, they were like pro me not watching TV. So they were like, well, I guess you missed it. You didn't know it's mountain time. It's different here. It starts like an hour earlier. And I'd be like, what is this? And so um, I've come a long way. I, I would like to say to understand the concept of mountain versus central time, two different things. Who knew <laughs> it's like created to make kids confused. Uh, <laughs> so mountain is one hour from the west coast and central is two is that the whole thing okay yeah, yeah. but mountain is random because mountain is like only kind of like literally the mountains oh. <laughs> it's just like who yeah. even thought of that yeah <laughs> interesting i guess you could say i'm still mad <laughs> <laughs> you still sound like you haven't processed it fully no yeah. i'm still pretty annoyed yeah. all those shows i know researching this helped me like line it up in my head time zones it's a very east to west thing right like it's it's bands of land east to west or each the different time Mm -hmm. zones daylight saving is more of a north to south thing because it's it's aimed at sort of managing the difference in sunset getting earlier and later as the seasons change across the year right and so also depending on whether you're further north or closer to the equator or further south that that kind of determines uh, how helpful it is to do daylight savings. Yeah. For example, there are some countries near the poles that don't bother because their sunlight across the year is so weird that the, the right. one hour wouldn't make any difference. Well, that's what I was going to, that's what I was thinking. Like, like there are parts that, like in, in Moscow, for example, I feel like I always say this because I've been to Moscow one time, but in the summer, the sun sets at 11 and it goes up at two. So it's like, uh, did I get that right? Wait, like 11, 11 p.m. sunset and 2 a.m. sunrise? Yeah. Yeah. There's only like oh a couple God. hours of <laughs> nighttime. So that wouldn't make any sense. Like you can't. That, that's too much s- s- daylight. You know what I mean? So that, yeah. I, I wonder if they adhere to anything at all or any part like not just that, but like all the, the cities or countries that are like so close to the upper part of the planet kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I believe Russia does not bother with daylight saving time because they have they have so much. They don't need to save extra. Right. Like, yeah. Right. And and Bloomberg wow. picks out Iceland as an example of a country that tried it in the mid-20th century, abandoned it by 1968, 
because they're so far north and get either so much or so little sun that like bothering to change the clock by an hour is silly. Like why? There's no point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's funny. And you they, think they try the... and save that daylight though, you know? <laughs> if they're if they're that's like a place i would understand like you've got two right. hours of daylight <laughs> but like that's the thing i think what irritates me is the concept that we can save the daylight like literally like in those places the sun is out for however like three hours however however time is divided in reality or whatever and yeah. then it's gone you know like we can, there's no way to save that daylight there's no way to save daylight in general you know what i mean i think that concept has always bothered me because it's so it sounds so like elitist to think like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna save some daylight you know like as if we're like capable of being that powerful i don't know i don't know why that bothers me but it does it is like it's like playing god almost yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's like we're not that powerful or cool to have power over this. Just let it happen. Um, question. So if to opt out, like, is that a thing they vote on? Like Arizona or whatever? Yeah. Like you vote to opt out or like, how does that happen? Yeah, we'll get into the details later. But the under okay, U.S. Okay, law, sorry, ahead. places are allowed to <laughs> opt out of daylight saving time at a local level. That is, And so, yeah, okay. most of Arizona is not on it. That is so confusing. <laughs> Arizona is driving distance from us. So it's like on, on one side of the border, it's 5 p.m. And the other side, it's like 6 p.m. Like, no, let's n- no. I don't know. I, just, I hate that. Yeah. And then part of the year, it's the same o'clock because it flips. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Well, I'm already angry, Alex. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's let's get into the, the culprits of this there because there's one more number. It goes into the first takeaway. It's about 200 million U.S. dollars in today's money. About 200 million U.S. dollars is Benjamin Franklin's estimate of the cost savings if the city of Paris did daylight savings time back in the day. And that brings us into takeaway number one. Takeaway number one. Daylight saving time started as a Ben Franklin joke and became a World War I strategy. What? So there's going to be the whole progression of it. It started as Ben Franklin joking around, and then other people sort of parallel invented it, and around World War One, countries started doing it. Wow. It started as a joke. That is... <laughs> that's so absurd. Just imagine just you offhandedly say something randomly. Just like, imagine if... <laughs> Uh, oceans were I don't know I, I, I can't even think of something that would be so weird like imagine imagine if in the summertime 6 p.m. was 6 a.m. and it's like oh haha Ben you're so funny and then suddenly <laughs> however many years later it becomes oh my god that's absurd only a white man can do that only a white man can joke around <laughs> and then change the world forever <laughs> yeah what's a comedy bet that became real like right. those Bubba Gump shrimp restaurants or something like oh this was in a movie and now now people actually eat here and, and do yeah. it great <laughs> huh. wow it's a wild concept right there but yeah this is there's there's a few sources here the main one is a book called seize the daylight the curious and contentious story of daylight saving time that's by writer david perot and then also national geographic and theconversation.com but i uh okay. i i didn't know this till researching but there's like a general factoid out there that's kind of true which is that Benjamin Franklin invented daylight saving time. He 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 jokingly thought about it, and then also other mm-hmm. people put it together later on. Hmm. And, I, uh, I have this joke. What if we just like 
We just like slept in longer. <laughs> Give us more rest. Maybe that was his joke. Oh God, I would love that. Maybe I didn't have to get up ever. I could sleep. Yeah. Anyway, oh, just yeah. a thing to think about. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, that's actually a really good point. That's probably how he said it. Yeah. That's probably he was like he was probably so tired coming into wherever work or whatever he was that morning with his friends. It was like, imagine if we had another hour of sleep and everyone was like guffaw. And then like <laughs> and then You're actually, crazy yeah. for that one. Yeah. Maybe we should do it. Yeah. yeah. And let's blame yeah. it on the farmers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna look at them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> farmers be farming, am I right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, the farmers are so spread out, we can blame them for anything. They won't get yeah. together. That's so funny that this whole time, I feel like everyone thinks it's the farming thing. And I can just imagine, like, every person that's ever been a farmer is just like, stop talking about us and daylight savings time. We have nothing to do with this. Right. And they're always blamed for it. <laughs> but that's Ben's fault. That's Ben Franklin's fault. Yeah, yeah, him and, and World War One leaders basically did it to him. Yeah. yeah. And with Franklin's thing, he sketched out as like a funny written piece, basically. He sketched out the idea in 1784. And in 1784, he was the U.S. ambassador to France. He was living in Paris. He had the germ of an idea of like, what if we did all of our stuff during daylight so we used fewer candles? Right? Like, we're mm. using up all this wax and, and whatever else candles are made of. What if we saved candles? Sustainability, bro. Sustainability. Mm. He was ahead of the game. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sustainability, bro. I like that. And David Perot says, quote, Because candlelight was much more expensive than sunlight, Franklin's love of economy induced him to muster up what little arithmetic he had mastered to calculate how much <laughs> the city of Paris could save by using sunshine instead of candles. Uh, and he he did rough math of 183 nights from March 20th to September 20th. If we adjusted the clock and people used sunlight instead of candles, he believed Paris on its own would save over 96 million livres tournois, which is an old timey currency that today would be mm. worth about 200 million U.S. dollars. Wow. Also, I love that this person was like the little arithmetic he had mastered. Yeah. Like, way to be a little mean about Ben's, about Ben's <laughs> math abilities, but okay. Um, right. <laughs> that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Famed D-plus math student Ben Franklin made the yeah. attempt. <laughs> Wait. Candlelight is more expensive than sunlight. Sorry, can you say the, wow. the name of that? Currency. Currency again? Yeah. I don't know if I pronounce it right. Livre Tournois. Livre Tournois, huh? Mm. Yeah, it was some old, some old French currency. Yeah, yeah. More interested in that. <laughs> Should we pivot? <laughs> what is that about? Wait. So what you're saying is that it always comes back to capitalism, like literally. <laughs> yep. He was just trying to make us more efficient during the daylight, and that's it. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Uh, ben Franklin's on my <laughs> list. <laughs> Not <that I'll> <laughs> And I think he like would kind of find that funny too, because like he he wrote this all out, and then the rest of it had suggestions that that have to be jokes. Like he also said that we could enforce this by taxing anyone who put shutters on their windows oh. because shutters block daylight, and you're wasting daylight. So it's like a, you know, it's like you're you're carbon taxing them or something. 
And He's then... like, out with the emos! Okay, <laughs> they can't have darkness! No more goths! Get out of here! Yeah. That's that's actually genuinely absurd. It's like, uh, maybe I just, like, you know, would like to not, like, overheat in the sunlight. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> maybe? Yeah. Is that wild? A whole city oh, of people oh. just squinting all the time. Like, ah, I'm yeah. not allowed. He just uh. made he just made one joke after another, and he had so much power. Imagine having so much power that every joke you make becomes national, international law. Wow. Yeah. Because hmm. the, yeah. the most extreme joke, which they didn't do, was he said that in order to, like, help get people up for the daylight, they should ring all of the church bells in every city at sunrise. And then oh. quoting him, if that is not sufficient, let cannon be fired in every street to wake the sluggards effectively. Oh, my God. He's he's just he's like just goofing around. I think it's like a Jonathan Swift. Yeah. Eat all the babies thing. Like it's all it's all just ridiculous. He's just saying everything and then hoping something will catch like whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just one of them will, will actually happen. Yeah. Well, what a what a. Um, what a prankster. What a jester. What a tool. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a business card that says, like, prankster, jester, tool, you know? Do yeah. it all. Mm-hmm. Do it all. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he was goofing around, and then other people separately actually proposed this idea. But in around the turn oh. of the century, the 19th to 20th. Uh, According to Aaron Blakemore, writing for National Geographic, the first recorded serious pitch for Daylight Saving Time was written up by George Hudson, who was a person from New Zealand and was an entomologist. He studied insects, and he proposed a two-hour time shift so he would have more after-work hours of daylight to catch insects in the summer because he studied insects. Mm -hmm. He wanted to catch them. Oh, wow. It takes everything in my being not to say nerd alert, but uh, I won't do it because I will not, I will not, I will not create any disdain towards nerds. I have done it in the past, but I have learned and grown, so I won't do it. But it is very, I want to make it very clear. It is hard for me not to say that when you tell me you gave us daylight saving times so you can go catch your little insects. Yep. Hmm. Right. But also, what a selfish thing. Like, my job would be easier, and I would love this if I had more day- daylight. So let's, like, let's make everyone else do the same thing, because my bug-catching obsession is more important than whatever XYZ. <laughs> right. <sighs> yeah, like, just trying to make everybody else live different, so it can be on your clock for for pinning butterflies to boards or whatever just adhere no. to your schedule that's all it is Every, all the world has to adhere to my bug catching schedule yeah it's absurd <laughs> uh, what if they were like one guy's like i just want to surf earlier <laughs> you're like yeah, exactly surfers. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> it could be literally anything yeah so yeah we all ta- maybe every once in a while you need some more daylight for something it's like yeah. ugh. Any excuse at this point, I'd be annoyed at the, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. They're just like, I just like, like looking at the sun early in the day. And I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> uh. Making me switch my oven for you. <laughs> Making me switch for your bugs. my oven. For your surf. I have 44 <laughs> microwaves. Do you know how much time that takes up? <laughs> <sighs> 
<laughs> the idea of 44. Why? Why would you right. need that many? Well, imagine every time the power went out. Oh, you have to do the <laughs> Just like there's so much flashing, the whole room level of light changes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock. 12, 12, no! 12. <laughs> <laughs> and like we spoke last time. I like to do my clocks, you know, because my mom would do it 15 minutes early. I like to do my clocks yeah. all three minutes early because I can't do 15. <laughs> yeah. 15 is actually absurd, in my opinion, now that I've lived the three. Yeah, three, three to five. Yeah. Five is my max. So then I yeah. have to go, like, figure that out as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Strategy. It's frustrating. <laughs> but that just proves how much clocks control us as humans and us as, as a society. Like, we are really, uh, like, I was going to say... Never mind. We are just at mercy of clocks, mm-hmm. is what I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of uh, sad in a way. You know what I mean? It's kind of sad. Well, and it is like mm-hmm. daylight saving, the idea is something we could do without changing clocks. Like we could just build a habit or a practice of people start to do things an hour earlier in the summer mm-hmm. and then switch that back. You know what I mean? You could just do different hours for activities and businesses and leave the clocks the way they are. But yeah, we, we are so clock driven at the clock level that you have to change it there. Otherwise people are yeah. like, Oh, why'd that switch? Even though the, the sun is mm-hmm. setting in at different times. Right. But right. yeah. And so this, this New Zealander proposed it. And then separately in the UK, a home builder named William Willett published a July 1907 pamphlet called The Waste of Daylight with the same basic idea. All these old-timey dudes. And that pamphlet had the same basic idea, but also he he tried to get it like through Parliament, and people like Winston Churchill were in favor of it, but they didn't quite get it set up. And then mm. the thing that finally made daylight saving time pretty common is Germany in World War I. In, in 1916, the Germans mid-war adopted daylight saving time in the hopes of saving energy for the war effort. Like they would do more stuff by daylight instead of electricity. And then everybody else felt like they needed to compete. So Britain adopted it the next year, the U.S. the year after that, a bunch of other countries too. Um, and then from there, there's kind of been a patchwork of countries doing it or not doing it. But but like World War I electricity savings was the thing that really pushed the world to at least like think about it and consider doing it. It all started as like a pissing contest. Yeah. Just like, oh, they're doing it? I'm Now I have to do it. Well, they're all bros. They're all bros. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so th- this all kind of came from the Kaiser, because World War One Germany was very top down. And uh, so yeah, when mm-hmm. they did it, everybody else, like you said, pissing contest. They were all like, well, if they're yeah. doing it, we got to keep up, even if it's silly yeah. and doesn't make sense. <laughs> Look at us now. I wonder if they knew just the impact of all of their... They, they don't. They didn't. There's just no way. No. They All they care about is their surf and their, <laughs> and their bugs. Their surf yeah. and their bugs. I don't actually know if the surf thing was real. I just want to make that clear. I'm kidding. I just love that joke. I, love <laughs> I, do, that I also like sometimes because my boyfriend's a surfer. So sometimes he's always like, well, and he's like talking to me about stuff. He's like about the waves. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. What are you, what are you a fan <laughs> of daylight out. saving time? <laughs> I just assume. You find out that Zach is behind daylight savings time. I just think the way he talks about it, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, you know, we do need that extra day. Of, that hour of daylight so you can get in and you know surf i just wouldn't be surprised if he ever said that to yeah. me because it's just the way they yeah. talk in general about like the wave and the times that you need to go i'm like 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is outdoor activities are one of the few things not driven by this because you, you're maybe just looking at when the sun is rising and when the temperatures will be such and such. And so mm-hmm. so you're like free of daylight saving. You've defeated it, you know. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the world is either on your schedule or not because of this. Right. So you're not free. Never mind. No, no. But yeah, and so then then from there, places adopted it or not. And then uh, with the U.S. specifically, the country mostly adopted it in 1966 with a federal law called the Uniform Time Act. And after World War I, places were allowed to adopt it or not. And that led to a weird U.S. patchwork where before this law passed, there were 18 U.S. states that observed daylight saving time, 12 states that did not, and another 18 that at a state level didn't, but had local areas and cities that did. So it was incredibly confusing to know what time it was in the U.S. until they ironed this out in the mid-60s. It was all a joke. It was all a joke. Yeah. Can we just like wrap our heads around that? Like we all have this global system that we have to do. Our phones make it happen regardless. And it was a, it was a joke. See, I stopped myself. Was, I was going to say a curse word. I could tell you that was cool. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, but it all started as a joke. And that, that irritates me because not only do I not be told, I don't like being told what to do, or I don't like feeling controlled, but feeling controlled by a white man's joke. No, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I'm going to no, I'm going to when my phone changes time, I'm going to change it back. That's what I'm going to do. <gasps> Whoa. You can't do you that. You can't stop me. <laughs> I think you'll get struck I... by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> That's against the rules, Shireen. <laughs> oh. Didn't it kind of feel like back in the day some of these guys they were like, you know, one guy makes an invention, then all of a sudden all the guys are like, well, I could do that. And then next thing you know, they're just innovating just to innovate. Yeah. And there's in right. some things like I feel like there's just random inventions that like there would be like random inventions that you're like, well, why? And it was almost like people got the invention bug in them. And then like, boom, baby, yeah. you're like, now we have this. Now we have that. Now we have this. And then it's like they couldn't stop themselves. It was like right. a white privilege party back then where they just were like, yeah, then we'll do this. <laughs> and then we'll do that. And, oh, my God. And now this, it picks leaves for you. Why? I don't know. Why would you use your hands? Like, it's like all this like random yeah. stuff that I don't I don't know what I'm describing when I say it picks leaves for you, just to be clear. But like, I feel like a lot of things just came out of the fact that like it was it was a hot time for inventing concepts and ideas right. because the world was so in quotes new yeah i don't know the first season of shark tank that was it yeah Yeah, that's actually yeah it was like shark tank season all day every day shark tank industrial revolution edition (laughs) just like king tank there's one king and then you come to him in the little thing He's like, I'm into it. Okay, what else you got? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not, like, off of yeah, your head. Right. Yeah. Guillotine. Yeah. <laughs> Interviewing him after, like, I was hoping the sharks would not behead me. But, you know, if that's the yeah. way it goes, uh, I guess that's, that's fine. Oh, last, I have to go now? Like, okay. camera okay. interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, off in the pit you go. Yeah. <laughs> I still believe in the product. Just, you know, <laughs> I still believe in the product. They're like, well, no one else does, you loser. Get out of here. Famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also the, it turns out it probably wasn't totally driven by actually being a good idea or a good product. 
Next thing here is a big trumpet sound for a big takeaway. Before that, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So, I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them, and then you just stay there like, like really quiet. And try and creep them out. <laughs> it's just really boring. Because of Jordan, right? Not me. Because of both of you. Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown-ups. Which brings us into takeaway number two. Observing daylight saving time is probably a waste of energy. Because <sighs> uh, the origins are people trying to oh. save candles or save electricity or something like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. at least in modern times, it actually probably burns a little more energy than it saves to bother to do it. Interesting. How so? How does it use more? You you would think just the not using electric lights so much would help, but yeah. they're they're not such a huge energy burner anyway. Oh, right. Because like LED and all that, like it's come a long way. Yeah, right. And uh, And then also according to Laura Grant, who's an economics professor at Claremont McKenna College, recent studies indicate that Just for many reasons, people end up using more energy. She and colleagues were looking at the state of Indiana, which had actually partly opted out of daylight saving time until 2006. Then they made the whole state do it. Um, But they, when Indiana did that switch, they looked at the counties that hadn't been doing it and the counties that had, and they found that month after month, energy use went up after adopting daylight saving time by a range of 1% to 4%. Hmm. Generally, it seems like the main issue is that because they're out there using the daylight, they do something that uses a bunch of energy, like driving their car across town back and forth to go to parks or to go play sports or something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like if you just stayed in your house with one light bulb on, maybe that's actually right. <laughs> better for the environment. You know, it's it's a surprising right. thing, but that, that seems to be yeah. the situation. That makes interesting. sense, I guess. Yeah. And there's also, there's like a wrinkle within it where it turns out daylight saving time increases the amount of golf people play in a huge way Hmm. (laughs) because it makes it more convenient clockwise to get in more golf. And uh, in... This sounds like the surfing thing, to be honest. Like, come on. It's almost Like, I don't... Yeah. (laughs) uh, Adhering to someone's golf schedule? Like, are you serious? I don't care about... Oh, my God. Yeah, like got to get a couple rounds in. You know how it is. Daylight saving <laughs> time. <laughs> right. I can't get over that. G- saving no. g- time. 
got to remember. Let's say it that way all the time when things flip soon. <laughs> I probably will have to because the concept that there's no S at the end has really ruined me. Yeah. But imagine like you keep saying it and everyone's like, I think you mean daylight savings. And I'm like, <laughs> and you keep saying, yeah. <laughs> you fool. You know nothing. Exactly. They're like, Anna's kind of an asshole about daylight savings time, isn't she now? Right. <laughs> That's your Joker origin story? Is, is yeah, daylight, daylight saving, saving time? time is my, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've ruined me, Alex. <laughs> she was never the same after that. We live in a daylight saving good time society. <laughs> I'm ruined. <laughs> ruined forever. And yeah, and golfers, they really like it. In 1920, the Washington Post reported that golf ball sales in the first year of daylight saving time increased by 20%. And then in 1986, Congress extended the amount of months we do daylight saving time, and the golf industry estimated that that extra month was worth as much as $400 million in equipment sales, green fees, nationwide stimulation of the golf industry. Yeah, I hate this. I hate this. And golf is like broadly bad for the environment. Like what we do to mm-hmm. the land and the water usage and, and then people driving back and forth to do it. And so that kind of thing is worse. Right. It just cancels each other out, if not makes it worse. Yeah. But yeah, and then there, there's one more takeaway for the main episode here, and it's about potential changes. Takeaway number three. Most U.S. states and the European Union are both trying to stop changing their clocks. Hmm. There's They're each running into some obstacles, but... Most U.S. states and the whole European Union are trying to get out of this this cycle of changing the clocks every year. So who would be left? I thought it was an American thing. Yeah, it's most common in a lot of North America and then the European Union and then like New Zealand, part of Australia and Chile. And there's a few other countries that do it, too. But But you said that the European Union and, and a lot of American states want to opt out. So that that mostly eliminate a lot of the places it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it sounds like it's about to go extinct. That's what I'm hearing. Like, it's just going to trickle away. It's like possible. Yeah. Th- this it, Years from now, this episode might be an artifact. Yeah. yeah. Prophetic. But it, it won't happen right away. So kind of good news. I don't know. Like I, I, Like I said, I didn't come out of this like hating daylight saving time or anything, but I'm not enthusiastic about it existing. I, I don't think it's- Oh, a I idea. loathe- daylight savings time even more than i did before as soon as you mentioned golf i was like i'm out i'm out there's no that's my point of no return no the golfers yeah yeah but yeah so each place u.s and europe there's a different situation and obstacle in the u.s congress allows states to exempt themselves from daylight saving time if they just want to if they stand on if they just want to stay on standard time year-round And so Hawaii took them up on it. Most of Arizona, except for the Navajo Reservation, took them up on it. And then most U.S. territories, Puerto Rico, Guam, the Marianas, lots of islands like that are not on it. And then other states have gone on and off it. But there are a few U.S. states attempting bigger changes, and they would need, like, actual congressional approval to do it. And the bigger changes, they're just, like, bogged down in Congress. Then can't make that happen yet. Hmm. And the changes are mainly aimed at not doing the clock switch anymore. Um, some of them would be year-round daylight saving time. Some of them would be year-round standard time and like a new time zone. But the overall idea is let's stop switching clocks twice a year. It just like feels weird and we don't need to bother. Yeah, agree. Hard agree. 
And the, the biggest examples of the potential change, uh, National Geographic says that Florida passed a law in 2018 that would put the state on permanent daylight saving time. And that means a lot of the year they would be an hour ahead of Eastern time. Oh, They no. wouldn't be in Central time. They'd be like an hour in front of the rest of the East Coast. What? No. Yeah. What? Uh, you know what? I was going to say why, but then a part of me is like, God, Florida. <laughs> I mean, I'll, uh, maybe we should just let Florida have it. Maybe this is part of the the trickle effect that like Florida secedes and becomes yeah, its own thing. You here, know, like Florida. maybe this is yeah. what has to happen for it to be separate <laughs> from the rest of the continent. I'm willing to let Florida it, go. Yeah, it would. Sorry, anyone that's listening. To Florida. <laughs> Sorry to all the Floridians, but that's on you (laughs) (laughs) goodbye see you four hours from now (laughs) yeah because they they would function kind of like arizona where they're in and out it feels like they're in and out of different time zones but one time zone would be an hour ahead of the continental u.s time zones so it would feel very novel yeah if they did that that. is so strange imagine just driving down from dc to florida or wherever (laughs) and you're going south and time is going forward like that's yeah no no that doesn't make any sense no thank you yeah like mickey mouse is just in the future like a science fiction character and then the other place that would be in even more of this situation there's a group of new england states that are passing bills that would put them on what they call atlantic standard time so they want to be on year-round standard time but one hour ahead of eastern time and that's New Hampshire, Maine, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut have all roughed this out. Why? Yeah, kind of. I think they just feel the daylight would make more sense than it does on regular Eastern time. And then also they wouldn't have this clock change anymore. Hmm. But with, with Florida and with all these New England states, Congress has to let them do this because it's not just a normal switch back to standard time. Right. And so far, Congress will not let them. And it it doesn't seem to be a party line thing either. The main people pushing for this are Republican Senator Marco Rubio and Democratic Senator Ed Markey from Florida and from Massachusetts. Like, it's just kind of not a priority for anybody. And then a few people from both (laughs) parties are into it. Yeah, you haven't convinced me. You haven't convinced me. Like, while I do respect the, the desire to not have to go back and forth all the time, it just if you if you make it more complicated for everyone else, you're still not helping. You know what I mean? It's I get that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you said Marco Rubio and I'm just like, okay, that's a bad idea, you know? So yeah. um, <laughs> I do I do yeah. have that belief in my bones like, oh, he likes it, probably bad, but I it, yeah. it could be okay. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, you said Marco Rubio? Burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so that idea is just out there. And I I also think like it's sort of like that TV airtime thing that Ada you had as a kid. Like I I feel like so many of us in the U.S. have based our national scheduling around Eastern time and then grades from that on the time zones. Yeah. If we start adding an Atlantic one past it, uh, you know, everybody will be frustrated. We won't like it. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I don't even know how anyone keeps up with any of this. (laughs) <laughs> like who even has the mental capacity after everything else that's going in this country to be like and what are your yeah. thoughts on doing daylight saving all the time like who <laughs> even cares that much i don't know you're right i don't know well, yeah. i don't work in politics what am i talking about 
that is like that's kind of what's happening in the U.S. Congress, and then that's like super what's happening in the European Union. Because it turns out, I I missed this news, but I'm sure our European listeners know. In March of 2019, the European Union Parliament voted to end daylight saving time for the whole European Union. Like, done. We did Mm, it. Okay, that's cool. But for a couple reasons, mainly everybody being exhausted by from from mid-2019 to now, uh, they just haven't gotten around to implementing it. And then also they still might not. So what's the point of it passing? Like, like, just technically, what? Everything just takes forever. That's all I've learned. They're like, it passed. And you're like, okay. And they're like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. You're like, what now? They're like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, are we going to do anything? And they're like, "Mm mm-hmm. And then that's it. Like, there's no real, you're like, what are are the next steps? Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, according to Bloomberg City Lab, the next steps are super hard with European Union government. Because apparently what happened is they passed this and then the change was supposed to be implemented by the European Council, Mm. which is an EU steering body comprised of heads of state in Europe. But they said they couldn't do anything until another part of the government called the European Commission spend a bunch of money and time doing an impact assessment, like figuring out statistically what this would mean and and financially. And then the European Commission kicked it back to the European Council because they said they needed more details on how it would work in general before they could break it down. And so then these two parts of the European government, the Council and the Commission, are just kicking it back and forth. They're not actually Hmm. doing anything. Sounds like this should have been uh, discussed before you passed it, but what do I know? You know, I'm just... Right. But also, like, are there just so many institutions just to prevent anything from ever happening? You have to think about it that way, right? Like, it's that's absurd. European Council, Commission, all of like, like, what does that even what? You know what? I Yeah. (laughs) Everything makes me annoyed at this point. Uh, But I'm sure you can figure that out just by listening to my talk. Um It it is like a lot of logistics on top of logistics. And then that back and forth happened. And then the pandemic happened. Everyone's busy with that. And then uh, the other thing with Europe is that they passed this March 2019. But then that whole time Brexit is on the way. And then Brexit kicks Mm -hmm. in January of 2020. And so now that Britain left the EU, apparently they are not interested in dropping daylight saving time. They want to keep it. And so then if Europe drops it, you have like a weird time difference across the border of Ireland and, and Northern Ireland. What? And you have like uh, a whole bunch more wrinkles now that that Brexit happened. And so for all these reasons, they may they may never actually follow through on, on getting rid of it. It's just a wrinkle in time. That's what Ben Franklin <laughs> did. Can, one, like I, I can't get, I can't wrap my head around yeah. how all of this messiness and confusion does it would it, like is it necessary like we like yeah. it has just become so normalized and standardized since stupid ben franklin and all the people that came after him that uh, implemented it or whatever yeah the kaiser and yeah, yeah but look at us now this is so confusing we've created multiple wrinkles in time like very literally like for, on the globe i don't know yeah it's it's very very wonky just all of the timekeeping and and for like interpersonal reasons 
Yeah. It's not it's not very driven by how the earth is structured or how the sun works. It's all, it's all other stuff. And that's a shame because that's what it should be driven by. Like fundamentally as a just a planet and earth and human beings that are on this planet, it should all be adhering to the sun and nature and like maybe that's like uh, hippy dippy, but I really believe that. Like at the very end, we're just like creatures on a planet and we're just trying to make it more complicated with clock driven society and <sighs> that's very hippy dippy of you you know what i mean it's like i like that hippy dippy thank you thank you i don't know yeah trying to give the sun marching orders and put it in a box and stuff yeah forget it can't like, do who it who are we who do we think we are yeah that's absurd <laughs> why and i want to know how the farmer rumor started because everyone believes the farming <laughs> thing every single person that i've known thinks it's about farming you know what i mean like how did yeah. that very like like very mean rumor not mean but misinformation <laughs> A mean rumor blaming the farmers the innocent farmers come on the what the people yeah. that do everything for our society we, we'd be lost without them i think it's the golfers people that play golf <laughs> are to blame right and they put the blame <laughs> on people that are like peasants to them farmers you know what i mean <laughs> no Mm-mm. no yeah off with the golfers heads French Revolution. Let's do I'm it. I'm into that. I'm going to make a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Folks, that is the main episode for this week. My thanks to Anna Hosnier and Shireen Lani Yunus for tolerating the Parisian phase of Ben Franklin's comedy career. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com, patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is the forgotten U.S. state of Franklin. As in, named after Ben Franklin. Yes. Visit sifpod.fun for that bonus show, for a library of more than five dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring Daylight Saving Time with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, Daylight Saving Time started as a Ben Franklin joke and became a real World War I strategy. Takeaway number two, observing daylight saving time is probably a waste of energy. And takeaway number three, most U.S. states and the European Union are both trying to stop changing their clocks. Those are the takeaways. Also, please, follow my guests. They're great. Ethnically Ambiguous is on the iHeartRadio network every week, hosted by Anna Hosnier and Shireen Lani Yunus. Also linking, you know, a bunch of other podcast appearances and writing and, and so much more from both Anna and Shireen. Just, just wonderful guests all around and really did a lot to bring this full circle with the time zones and everything else. Really appreciate it. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. A very interesting book, it's titled Seize the Daylight, The Curious and Contentious Story of Daylight Saving Time. That's by writer David Prurot. 
Also a great article from theconversation.com by Michael Downing, a couple pieces from National Geographic, one by Aaron Blakemore and another by Maya Wei Haas. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken, Unshaven by The Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you'll love this week's bonus show about a whole secret U.S. state. Amazing. And thank you to all our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then. <laughs>